All right, folks, I've got my first guest. Uh, it is Saturday. It is approximately 2.05. We have finished day one. We shot 10 stages today. We're shooting eight tomorrow. And um, the Twisted Barrel Precision Scorcher is holding true. It is, it is warm out here. It is warm. Um, it's, it's humid. Yeah, it Thick. is humid. It is the, I am breathing water. All right. So we got uh, our first guest here is Mr. Joey. Everybody knows Mr. Joey. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Kind of give uh, them the, the little rundown about who you are, how you, uh, how you got into shooting. So uh, I am, uh, my name's Joey, Joey Hargrave. A lot of people know who I am, and I meet everybody at the matches. Pretty friendly guy. I've been shooting going on seven, six, seven years now. Um, I got my start uh, shooting competitively at an F class. Um, and then uh, I uh, saw a video that uh, John Scouten had done uh, from Shooting USA. He did it on, uh, posted on YouTube about um, the gap grind, and I wanted to do it. Went to the gap grind and met him. Uh, I was like, dude, you're the reason I'm here. And uh, we became good friends. We've kept in touch ever since. And now uh, here I am six, seven years later and uh, shooting for the A-team. Um, it's just been uh, up and up, up and down battle, you know that struggle bus. I think <laughs> I've started driving that bus here recently. Oh, all of us. All <laughs> Everybody's of us. welcome to ride. Okay, so some warm-up questions: hunting okay. or fishing? Hmm, that's a hard one. What I do more of is fishing. What I enjoy the most right now because I'm better at it is fishing. Okay, uh, but I, <laughs> I will not turn down a hunting trip. What are you uh, What are you fishing for? Uh, whatever bites my lure, but mostly largemouth bass. Okay. And then as far as the hunting goes, you, uh, you went out west with the GCP crew and did I some did. hunting, didn't you? I did. We went to South Dakota. Uh, Eagle Butte, I think it was called. Uh, it was over uh, 2,000 acres, 200,000 or 2,000 acres in South Dakota uh, hunting mule deers, uh, muleys. And uh, uh, I took my 308. First time I ever to hunt was 308. Uh, at that distance, a um, little over 750, 700, somewhere around that mark. Uh, I'm sure it's give or take. Uh, Rick and Corey will definitely correct me. Uh, and As I, they should. And, uh, yeah, as they should. <laughs> um, but I, I remember that I took the longest shot. That's all that matters. I did kill my deer. Um, they're going to tell you it took seven shots. I'm going to tell you it took two. Um, and uh, but it was it was so much fun. I, and but what was more fun than the than the mule deer were shooting the prairie dogs. Oh, oh! Do you? I, re I I have not been on a prairie dog hunt, but I have heard it's a great time. Have you ever? Have you ever? For anybody listening, have you ever seen what happens to a prairie dog when you hit it with a three hundred eight at at about seventy five yards? <laughs> I mean, you know those you know those rockets that you stomped on as a kid and they flew up in the air. Yeah, yeah. So you hit you hit a prairie dog at the base of a prairie dog. That dog's gonna go about fifty feet in the air and just turn over and just fall pink mist. It's 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 fun. I we were I was on the back. We were in a we were in a Ram truck. It was, an, it was a diesel, and uh, we come across this dog town. They call them dog towns, prairie dogs, dog towns. And Corey and Rick jump out and they get out and they go prone out there. And I'm sitting on top of the truck. I'm shooting over them, and we're just it's like squad rush drills. And I'm I'm, I'm shooting. He's like, we're moving. I pull up. They move. I go back down and start shooting again. I'm shooting over the top of them. They're out in front. It was so much. It was a blast. We were just murdering these freaking prairie dogs and uh, I, that was more fun than the actual mule deer hunt <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it um tacos or burritos <sighs> i'm gonna have to go burritos burritos okay so what is what is your burrito jam like what's the burrito like if it's on the menu like you don't even look at the other ones you just so, crush it so if you've ever if you ever come to huntsville if you ever get up North Alabama, which you've been there. Yeah, I was ever, literally just there for a week. If you ever, next time you're up there, you call me. I'm going to take you to a place called Ta uh, Taqueria El Cazador. Okay. They have two different burritos. They have the burrito plate, and then they have the burrito. And let me tell you, you you'll never want another burrito. So we just, um, me and my buddy, we just spent a week up there um, at the ATF's HME course at, uh, at Redstone. Yep. And, like, I was thinking Huntsville, like, ugh, Huntsville. Huntsville is actually really nice. Yeah. Huntsville's well, so got a lot of stuff. So the funny thing people Top don't know. Top golf, REIs, like the 805 campus or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Like we went there a bunch of times. Like it was really, well, really nice. Well, a lot nice. of people don't understand that um, uh, a lot of the a lot of the weapons that you see in the military today were designed and developed in my hometown. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they Jeff Foxworthy does a skit. He says uh, they may be building the rockets there, but they ain't letting them fly them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, NASA, NASA's there, uh, Langley South, which is FBI headquarters. Um, Boeing is out of Huntsville. Lockheed, Lockheed and um, uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't remember. J- uh, Lockheed and uh, Northrop Grumman yeah, out of Huntsville. Uh, we've got all the major uh, government contractors down there. Um, Redstone Arsenal, if you were on. Yeah. I work real close to Gate 9. Uh, okay. I mean, it's right there. I grew up around all that. That's crazy. So what goals have you set for yourself uh, in the shooting, the shooting discipline? So uh, are you talking career goals or, or, or do they change yearly? I mean, which, <laughs> which, whichever ones you're setting for yourself. All right. So every year, you know, there's a guy named Ryan Hansen, uh, really, really, really close friend of mine. There's Mike. Uh, and uh, I was, you know, he, if there's anybody who's ever trained me in the PRS, it, it, I would have to say it's Ryan Hansen. Okay. Um, I've picked up some things along the way, but he's given me my aha moments. He's the guy who's really, you know, I could call him right now. We talk about the match and, you know, hey, maybe you should try this. And he's not even here and he already knows what's going on. Right. All right. So I would, I would go over uh, yearly goals with him and, and, he's, and I would give him these goals. He's like, well, that's fine. You know, take home two pieces of hardware. That, I mean, that's all well and good, but, but, you know, pick goals that will result in hardware, not to get hardware. Right. So, and for example, you know, I'd tell him, hey, I'm going to take home two pieces of hardware this year. And he says, well, instead of doing that, why don't you hit all shots inside 500 yards? Um, do this instead of that. And then when you, if you do those three goals, then the hardware will come. Right. Uh, and so, that you makes know, sense. So my goals in this sport is to, um, you know, right now I'm working, I'm working on, you know, not asking for wind calls, trying to do it myself. Okay. Uh, which isn't going very well today. <laughs> Today was weird, uh, but instead of instead of going to Mike uh, Russo, who's on our, who's my squad, and uh, uh, or Matt Caruso, and saying what are you holding, I'll go to him and say, hey, look, man, I'm I'm thinking one, two tenths, three tenths. What do you think? You know, not. I'd rather come with you with what I think instead of come with you with my hands out. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so. I'd rather do that, and that, and that that tends to work, and and, I, and that's what I've done most of today, and it's gone pretty well. Uh, and if and they'll, I mean, I've never shot with somebody who turns you away, right? Uh, and it's usually now, nah, well, I'm going to try this and this. All right, well, that may work too. So I'll watch what they do, and then watch on the on the binos, see what happens. But um, I guess my uh, my goals also stem from a lot of mental things. Okay. Um, and because I believe once you've shot the sport as long as I have or anybody for that matter, you know, if you've been in the sport for consistently for three to four years or more, um, you're, you should physically be able to compete with the sport. Right. It's becoming less and less a physical thing for you and more of a mental thing for you. Right. And I think that's where I'm at is I know I have every ounce of capability to shoot this sport well. And if it was just pure talent, it was just physicality, then I think I could compete with the best of them. But my problem is 90, probably 90% mental. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I've got to work on that. And one of the things I'm doing today and this weekend is, and I'm going to do more of it next tomorrow, is, you know, take that shot. Do not touch anything until either I hear impact or I see results. And that result may be a miss or that result may be a hit, but don't touch my bolt. Don't move anything until I see that result or hear impact. And once okay. I see those things and hear those things, move the bolt and move to the next position. Okay. Uh, um, so how many – did you have a bunch of mental mistakes today? Um, I would say, one, my, my biggest mental state mistake of the day was not checking my zero this morning. Okay. Because uh, yesterday I left the, left, the, left the range. I thought my stuff was on. Uh, I didn't check my zero this morning. I dropped two on the skill stage, which was my first stage, and I dropped four on the next stage, which is the Brian Allen stage. It was coyotes and, uh, and um, rabbits. Okay. I dropped four on that one. I was down six. I went and checked my dope. Uh, I was two tenths right, came back, cleaned the next stage, then dropped uh, two or dropped three, then dropped one, then dropped two, then dropped one, then dropped one, then dropped two, then hit three, and something like that. But so, like, one, ones, and, ones and twos primarily once you, like, actually once check Once I fixed some, it, yeah. yeah. Ones and twos, yeah. Well, I did something super fun today. It wasn't necessarily a mental mistake. It was just being dumb. I put all of the uh, stages in my, phone, in my Kestrel last night, put the – Matchbook and the Kestrel on the nightstand. Didn't grab it this morning. Got uh. here, had to drive all the way back, <laughs> and then drive all the way back, and nice. then I had it, 
And then, like, by the time the stage brief was done, like, everybody was starting to shoot, I was like, I'll be fine. Like, it's a newer barrel. It's super warm out here. The long-range stage, I think stage two or, or three or four, they're like, hey, you're trending high. Took a tenth out of my dope. Stayed pretty consistent for three, four stages. Hey, you were high on that one again. I was like, okay. Like, took another tenth out of my dope, and, like, everything's lining back up. Yeah. So, And, you know, I, I've, I've had that conversation with a lot of people. Barrel science is not exact science. It's not. Uh, like, you can you – can you're, sh you're shooting a heart barrel, right? No, this is a – nope, this is an MPA production barrel. Okay, so I'm running a heart barrel, and I put 50 rounds on it Thursday, and I put 50 rounds on it yesterday, and Brian Allen put two rounds on it when he checked zero. When he first made the when he when Brian Allen first chambered my rifle, he put two rounds on it to check to make sure it was working. He sent it to me. I put fifty on it Thursday and I put fifty on it yesterday, and the damn thing is freaking laser beam. That's awesome. And and you know and I tell people that because they say, well, I don't want to bring a, ba a barrel to a match unless I got five hundred rounds, or I don't want to bring it unless it's got two hundred rounds. Yeah. Barrel science is not exact science. I remember walking down the the uh, path with Devin uh, Devin uh, Tarrant. Everyone knows her. Um, we were walking back from a stage uh, at her first Collis match. Mm -hmm. And I remember I told her, I said, we want to put at least 250 rounds on your barrel. You know, I was pretty confident with that number. We get to the, we get to the match. She starts speeding up a little bit. Well, you know, I told her, and from the get-go, I said, barrel science is not exact science. You know, but the problem is in this sport is people preach certain numbers so hardcore that – you listen. You listen to this guy. You listen to that guy. You listen to this guy. You listen to that guy. It's like you got to understand that this sport, nothing's consistent right. except for math. Yeah, <laughs> math will always add up, and you know it. You, you're and barrel science is not an exact science. Yeah, for sure. So, um, first national today in Arkansas. Yeah. What are you thinking of the match so far? What's What stage did you start on? How about that? I started on the skill stage, stage 15. Okay, so you've shot 15, 16, 17, 18, and then went through 1, 2, 3, 4. And, and I start. I ended up right over here on the, uh, the the container right below the twisted barrel precision to the left of the big sign. Okay, so the, f the, the five windows. Yes, five yep. windows. Five windows. It was KYL and confirmation. Uh, KYL is hit to move on. Confirmation is hit or miss, move on. Yeah. So... Um, so what you've seen thus far, like, how are you, how are you, you've shot a bunch of matches. Mm -hmm. How is this match I think in, com in comparison? Like, it's Arkansas's first national two-day level match. Like, I think, I think he did, the, I think he did the right way. I think he, I think he, I think he, I think a thousand foot view is, I think he took it easy on us. Yeah. With the heat and, um. Not to scare people away, and you know I've I've match directed some uh, I've done, been a match director at some 22 matches, and I feel I I don't want to say I know what it feels like to be a two two day level match director, right? But being a rookie match director in a certain uh, um, environment like a two day, uh, like my first my first uh, 22 match that I that I directed, I was so scared someone was going to uh, clean my match that I that I wanted to make it a little harder, but then again I didn't want to make it so hard. To scare people off, then nobody'd come back. Yeah. You know, um, but I also want to be a meatball match. Yeah, exactly. And I think he did a good job of that. Um, I think he. There are some places that uh, that I think uh, that when he reviews the scores and he reviews, you know, the way stages went and what did and didn't happen, I think he'll he'll look at that and and when he uses those stages in the future, he may change some things. Right. Uh, for the good, or maybe for the bad. I don't know. Uh, but I think the thousand foot view is. I think this is a great match. Um, I, you know, even as a shooter, being and I told him earlier today. I'd, when I came back to get my lunch, I said, "Hey, look, great match." Yeah, great, it's been it's job. been really awesome so far. Yeah, um, like I mean, I talked to him yesterday um, on the on the podcast and kind of got like the before, mm -hmm. and we're gonna do one on Sunday on the after, and like. It's a it's a square range, air quotes. Yeah. Like it's a single line of fire. Like it's not it's nothing crazy or anything else like that. But we're we're sitting there and we've got really big swings. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. we got far targets and we got some small targets. Like everything's 
that I've seen so far. I was I actually started on stage one today. Yeah. Um, and finished on the mover, and like everything's been pretty. Pretty. I wouldn't say easy because. I don't think anybody's clean so far. No, I think the but best like, score right now is down three. Yeah, down three or down five, which, okay, so it's a 180-round match. If they can keep that up, if they drop another three, that's down six. So 170, you know, four, 170, you know, three-round mm-hmm. match. Like, okay, like we can we can make some adjustments and, and make it uh, uh, get it to the, you know, 90% win factor that you know most match directors strive for yeah. at least i at least what i've seen but like yeah it's it's really good there's a there's a good amount of movement like things are spaced well like so, i think it's a i think it's a pretty solid match like the trolley going from 18 to 1 like i don't know of how many other matches really yeah. really do that i mean flow has been amazing oh yeah there's there's i haven't I think we got backed up once, but that was because of a target issue, and that's yeah. nothing to do with shooters. That's nothing. That's just uh, if you don't have if you don't have at least one one go cold moment in a match, I think you're you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I said probably about two or three stages. No, I'd say two or three stages left in, the, in for day one. I I told uh, Clayton. I said uh, he was talking about how many he's down. I said stop keeping keep score. I said but the winner. Um, the winner uh, will probably drop single digits. Left ear just died. That's weird. Let me double check it. I'm good now. Okay, good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I told him, I said, you know, the winner will probably be single digits. Worst, absolute worst case scenario, low double digits, like 10 or 11. Yeah. But I, I think the winner will probably be 8 or 9 tomorrow, um, if, if not 7, 8, or 9 tomorrow. Um, I think fifth place podium finish. Low, low teens yeah. for the match. Um, like, for example, Tommy Tinsley was clean until he got into the, that shoot house in the windows. Mm. So that's what, stage? That right there, stage six. Yeah, stage six. So he dropped one round in five stages. Wow. And then that one just, like, that one just got him. Yeah. And then, you know, he did pretty good, and he forgot to move once. So, like. So he started bleeding some points later in the day. Like, is that heat? I don't know. Like, but well, hell, I mean, I've I've shot a I've shot a match where I was clean for the first seven stages, end up not even finishing the top five, uh, and uh, dropped twelve points in the last two stages. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So I mean, it it can happen. I I've shot matches where uh, hell last year, I lost to Robert Brantley by one point. For the win, uh, he dropped one on the skill stage, and I cleaned it, and I dropped and I dropped one more point than he did. I would have got him on the tiebreaker if I just hit one more shot. Wow, um, that was that was last year, and it's it, this this sport has a very very eerie way of humbling you real quick. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't keep score while I shoot because uh, I don't want to know how well I'm doing. Right. Um, you know, I always tell people when they when they get all frustrated. I, I tell them, you know us Bama fans, we love a good process. Yeah. You know, being, you know, Nick Saban's always saying, you know, process, process, trust the process. And that's and it's so true in many ways. And I know people don't want to hear about Alma football, but I'll tell you, you know, you go into a stage, you shoot that stage, getting mad when you when you miss a shot's not helping you hit the next one. Yeah. Um, you learn from that mistake and you keep on going. Uh, and then, you know, say you do tank a stage. Don't let don't tank don't let that tank hurt your next stage. You don't wanna, yeah. you don't wanna you don't wanna screw up that same stage twice if you if you if i zeroed on stage one like i'm not going to let that zero affect the other 18 stages yeah that i have to you shoot don't you don't want to zero stage one twice yeah you know and and that's what people do a lot of times get mad and frustrated and you know a, a lot of times they don't realize how well or how not well they are of a shooter uh and that comes into effect a lot i see a lot of people who are not as good as shooters as they think they want to be Right, uh, and they come in with these these high expectations, and they don't realize how much work goes into this sport. Yeah, um, and I tell people, you know, I've I've had somebody come to me, and they were just pissed off in the in the freaking woods, just kicking. Them. You see a plume coming out of the freaking woods. They're so mad, stirring up dust. They come out and they get all pissy, and I was like, well, well, what's going on? I said, I'm, I'm missing the targets here and there. And I said, well, what do you do? What's your training regimen? Yeah. I said, well, uh, I, I don't have time for that. I said, 
buddy, if you ain't got time to train, you ain't got time to complain. Yeah. Right? You ain't got time to shoot, exactly. like, shoot an actual and match. And all these people out here who put in the effort, and all these people out here who are shooting and having a good time, and they've been shooting for a long time, and they're not shooting well, that's disrespectful to them. Because yeah. they put in the time to get better. And here you are getting pissy because you don't have time to train. Yeah. So, I mean, so what does your training regimen look like? Uh, well, uh, when I do have time, and see, you won't hear me complain about how poorly I'm shooting because if I, once again, if I don't have time to train, I won't complain. But I have been putting in the time here recently. I try to shoot, I try to get behind my gun, whether it be dry firing or live firing, at least once to two times a week. Okay. Um, so my am, uh, he lives down the street from me. He's a 17 year old kid. Uh, dude is amazing shooter. Um, he and I try to get together once a week. Uh, if we don't get together at my house or his house and do dry firing, then we're at the range on Saturday. Okay. Uh, doing some live fire. Uh, and, uh, it's, it, it starts off, it started off with building, building possession positions with him. Okay. But once we got past that, we just get into live fire. It's, it's, uh, the training is pretty simple. It's, it's dot drills. And then when he's comfortable and he's hitting his dots real well, we'll just do, uh, engage, get in the first position, send a shot. Okay. Or so, one, so uh, one shot drill. So start off with dot drills and then go to one shot drills. Yeah, one shot, maybe two shots. Get into, get in, you know, go into a position, take a shot, and then move into another position, and either dry fire that shot or take that second shot. So okay. I don't, you know, there's. Uh, Actually, talking to what's his name? Uh, not Austin Orgain. Um, the guy's name out of out of Utah, uh, King Morgan King. Morgan King. Yeah, I, he moved up to Washington. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Has he, he finished college? No, he's got. Uh, so I just listened to his podcast on the way up here on Friday, and he's got like forty-two weeks left. Not that he's counting, but like, um, so he moved. So it was funny. Him and uh, Mike Lilly switched places. Really. <laughs> so Morgan went to Washington and Mike came to Utah. Nice. Um, yeah, so he's up in Washington finishing up school. So we were sh- I was shooting the uh, the um, the MPA match last year and he was there and I asked him about, you know, what you know, what do you what do you suggest to train and stuff like that. He said uh, I said do you run stage. He's like go into training and work on what you need to work on. Mm-hmm. No, everyone knows how to run a stage. You'll need to work on running stages. And I'm paraphrasing here. He didn't say these exact words, but this is the way I inter- interpret it. Um, but uh, we don't run stages. We'll, we'll run some stages here and there just to work on timing and stuff on that because I believe that a lot of things to do is, is, is timing. Uh, but um, he said, go in to, and work on what, what you're having trouble with. Right. Uh, you know, if, you're, if, if getting that second shot off after in the same position is an issue, then take your – first shot and then you know take that second shot you know uh, running stages if you're if you're if you set up a 10 round stage mm-hmm. on your structure or whatever you're shooting off of and you you get a nine out of ten okay well what were you working on right we well, are working on anything i just got a nine out of ten okay well why'd you drop that shot okay well, work on that work on that miss not yeah. not not on those shots that you were hitting you know uh but in in, in this sport i can shoot a stage and I can, I could probably guess if I shoot the skill stage, and you and, and I was in, I don't know, position three. In that moment, you could say, Joey, what's the time? I could probably guess my time. Right. Okay. And a lot of shooters could probably do that if they really wanted to. They could shoot a stage if it was a five-position stage, ten rounds. It's just their internal clock. You get used to that that momentum and that rhythm of shooting. Right. Rarely do you see experienced shooters time out for that reason, because they have that that bolt throw, that step, that movement that they're they have they have worked in and that muscle memory, and they know where they're at in the stage. So when you can get to that point, I think after that it becomes working on your mental game. Okay. Um, so what equipment are you using? Um, are you talking about? All right, so we'll start with my rifle. Yeah. Uh, I run a foundation stock. I run an MG2. Okay. Um, and my action is an impact action. Okay, impact and a foundation. Impact and so, foundation. But Go. you're not from Oklahoma? And I am not from Oklahoma. Wow. I'm from Alabama, <laughs> born and raised. Uh, and there aren't many of us out there. I'm uh, born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, so I run an impact action on a, uh, on a, on a foundation uh, MG2. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the MG stands for, but it's MG2. Um, well, they're right over there. We could probably, I would ask, probably them. ask them. Um, and uh, I have a heart barrel. Okay. I've, I've shot heart. 
I have not shot, shot heart barrels consistently since I started shooting. Right. But I, when I started shooting uh, PRS, I shot heart. I shot heart for probably two years and then um, had the opportunity to shoot some other barrels, and I'm back with heart now. Okay. Back as a sponsored shooter with heart. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know why I ever changed. Uh, they're great barrels. Um, I shoot a um, Maverick, 419 Maverick. Okay. Uh, and uh, a touch on that real quick. It's a lot of people. You know, why do you shoot? Why do you shoot Maverick? Um, well, we. Uh, if you ever shot into muddy or, or wet dirt, you 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 know that you can't see that right because of the break and that rise of the muzzle. I see every impact in the dirt, especially wet dirt with that uh, Maverick. And uh, if if you're able to purchase any points through gear. Uh, purchasing, that's uh, probably, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because I know we've talked about it in yeah. the past. I was gonna, like, do you, th like, do you think you can purchase points? Like, I, I think you can. I think, I think to an extent, right. you're not going to win a match buying gear, right? But I think that I think there's a certain amount of there are a certain amount of points. We're selling tickets over here. Yeah, we got some hard sales over here. Hard salesmen, pushing yeah. salesmen. So I think I think there's a I think there's well I'll finish up with my gear and we'll talk about that in a second. But so I'm shooting a, a Maverick, um, uh, Coloscope. Just okay. Got up, just got picked up by them this year. Okay. Colos, uh, sponsored shooter, um, and A Team uh, okay. does my uh, Brian Allen does my uh, my barrels for me. Uh, in fact, since I started shooting the sport, uh, I used Tudor Meredith on my first rifle ever, and since then I've never shot anything but a Brian Allen A Team barrel. Okay. Um, and uh, that's my rig. Oh, uh, Timmy Triggers. Okay. So you are running it, Timmy. Yeah. Okay, you're one of the. the I am a, also a sponsor, Timmy Trigger. Sure. Are you? Uh, yeah. Wow. Second season. Nice. Yeah. I. Th so, the disclaimer: there was like a weird turnover with Timmy because I was supposed to be yeah. a sponsored shooter, and then like I emailed them, and they're like, "Who the hell are you?" And even though I messaged Rick, and it was just weird, and I was just like. Okay, so it's funny because <laughs> I didn't know if I was or not, and then I started getting cookies from uh, from Timney. Uh, to yeah, the, that's to the how you, that's how you know is if you get the cookies, then yeah, you're like, I haven't gotten any cookies. Okay, so, so I do I do get cookies every year, so I guess that puts me on the list. Yes, it does. <laughs> I am not on that list. Uh, but uh, Timney Timney triggers um, and uh, Armageddon gear. Okay, uh, Tom Fuller and the guys out there, and uh, uh, I won't shoot anything else but but that. Okay. Yeah. It, I'll, if I have to buy it, I'll still pay for it. Yeah, I've I've had, I've tried some other stuff, and I just keep going back to my Schmedium. You, like, you know, I named the Schmedium, right? Did you? Yeah, Ryan Hansen was doing some testing on it for for uh, Tom, and uh, we were trying to think of a name of it. And I took a picture of me with a with a with a bag, and I said, "I give you the Schmedium." Nice. Tom said, "I love it," and it became known as Schmedium. Nice. So, so I got credit for that. Um. I've got like three schmediums now. Um, I got the beaver tail. I've got the little squish bat, like the squish uh, rear bag. We mm -hmm. just bought, bought a bunch of those when we did a uh, intro to long range class and like gave them away as swag in the class. Mm -hmm. And like they they took care of us on that. But like I naturally kept one for myself. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't get away from Armageddon gear. It's, they're it's just they're just too too good of people. Uh, and if it was. You know, a lot of a lot of times, you, you ask anybody why they shoot a foundation stock, ninety nine percent of them is going to say because of because of John Kyle. Mm -hmm. um, and people ask me why do you shoot a found, foundation, so well John Kyle. Yeah. You know why do you shoot Armageddon gear? Tom, Tom. Fuller. Yeah. You know Missy Gillen. Yep. You know the, 100%. The, the the people behind those products. I I think. Yes, I do think that uh, foundation is the best stock on the market. I right. Do, I sold, I 100% believe that. Right. Uh, but is it better because John Kyle's behind it? I don't know. Yeah. But I shoot it because John Kyle. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up. Like, I like uh, – so I don't have any sponsors. So, I like, people know me. They help me out. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for it. But I'm not a – quotes sponsor shooter by any means but like a lot of my friends know that i shoot a lot so they're like what should i get and i don't want to just like give them one yeah. aspect so i have a manners i have two foundations i have a bunch of mpas 
I have a PDC. The only thing I don't have is an MDT. Okay. That's the only thing I don't have right now. You want a cert? I can give you a 55% off cert. Well, never mind. I'll keep it for myself. <laughs> That's from the AG Cup. Uh, get a hold of Kyle up yeah. there, and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll take care of you. He, Kyle, uh, Kyle and I don't know his brother's name, but they're great people up there. Yeah, Martin. Martin, yeah. Yeah. Martin, yeah. Um, great people. Had him on the podcast, talked to us um, all about it. Um, I actually want to find a MDT shooter here and ask them a specific question, and that would be, if you were to buy one product during the Black Friday sale that MDT has, because the only time they do any type of discount on anything is during Black their Black Friday sale, I'm going to ask them, like, if there's one product you could buy during the Black Friday sale, what would it be and why? Um, but, yeah, it's a uh, – I just like supporting everybody. Like, oh. I met John Kyle and Amy, like, at the first AG Cup. That's yeah. where I met them. I, I met him at uh, at Altus. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I and I, so Ryan Hansen's the reason I shoot. I'm not the reason I shoot Foundation, but he's the he's the the cause of it. Right. Um, I got behind his gun, and uh, and he's just you know I've always told people that you know Foundation have a thud to him. Yep. When you shoot a Foundation, there's kind of just this thud. If you shoot if you shoot a Manners, I don't want to say it's a twang like in a bad way, but right. but you can hear the resonation in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the stock. It's a great stock. Don't get me wrong. Manners has been around. They've towed they've towed the line a long time. Yep. Uh, and they'll tote the mail for a long time to come. But there's just there's a distinct difference in the two when you shoot them, and and uh, the foundation just has that thud that I I really like. It just it's a solid. Stock. Yeah. Um. So I have two foundations. One's on my Voodoo that I shoot a bunch. And the other one is on a dasher that I built because um, I came across some smoke and deals. And I was like, well, might as well build another rifle. My, so my thought process is if I build it before I get out of the military and have, like, stable and dependable income, like, I'll always have the rifle. I'll just have to replace the barrel if it gets shot or this, that, the other thing. So I've got... A Dasher and a BR and a 308 and a GT and, like, a bunch of all this craziness. Um, but that Dasher has <laughs> has a foundation on it yet, on it, and I haven't even shot it. So um, one of our friends local to Florida got picked up to shoot the grind with um, April Showalter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, so they're like... They're like, oh, we need to get her a gun. And I was like, here you go. April's, April's a sh- slave driver. She yeah. Wear her, wear her out. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, oh, we need to get her something that she can shoot, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, here's a. Ready to go. Here, Here's a here's a gun, 100% built. Like, it's got a foundation on it. Like, whether it's too heavy if she has to switch something else to it or whatever. But, like, here's a full-up gun. She shot it at Altus at there one day and nice. took top lady with it. So, like, nice. it it does its job. Yeah. Um, so what was your favorite out of the 10 stages you shot today? What was your favorite stage? Oh, the one I cleaned. <laughs> Fair enough. Which one was that? That would be, uh, my third stage. So 15, 16, 17. So stage 17. Um, it was the, the rectangles on the right and the KYL on the left, the circles. Okay. Um, it was hit to move on the circles, but it was uh, hit or miss move on on the rectangles. Okay. Um, and I hit everything. Nice. And it was. I felt real good about it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the uh, the shooting off top of the truck over there. Dropped one shot on it. Um, probably. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that that stage. It was a real confidence booster. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What's the stage you wish you could get back? Uh, stage 15 and 16. Okay. Uh, because those are the ones I didn't check my dope on. <laughs> I dropped six points on those two stages. Um, six points each or so total? Total. Okay. And then, and then so my, three last, and three. my last stage as well, which was another three points. So there's nine points right there. Yeah. I wish I wish I could probably get the mover back. Um, I hit it every time going right to left no. and only once going left to right. Well, that's not good. But I dialed wind in, so I was like – and I never dial wind, yeah. ever. Like, this is the first time I've ever done it. Like, training, match, one day, whatever. First time I've ever done it. Greg Holloway was like, he's like, I'm dialing two right in. And I was like, he's like, that way you only have to hold one four. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I, like, 
he was one four, I was one five, and like I held the one five and like nailed it every time on going one way and like once on the other one and then like just like uber in front of it and I didn't see it till like my second to last shot and then I was like <laughs> well that that about tracks well for the me. reason I don't dial win is I'll forget so I literally told him that right before I started I was he's like shoot I understand the course fire I was like hold on Greg remind me to dial this out of my gun as soon as I came <laughs> off the stage he's like dial it out <laughs> I was like okay thank you thank you Thank yeah, you I, for I, that. I don't dial win for that purpose. Uh, now, if there's a if there's a bad win, like four or five tenths on a mover, I'll put it in my gun and just hope I remember. Yeah. Uh, but I, I won't dial win unless I have to. So, um, how many did you drop for the for the day so far? Out 21. of twenty one. Twenty one. So you're at a seventy nine out of a possible one hundred right now. Uh, yeah. I, I, give oh, or take, roughly. Yeah, I think ninety eight for me. Yeah. 98 or 102, depending on which stage yeah, you I shot. I think I'm 98 because I uh, my first stage was the skill stage. Okay. Everything else was 10 points. Okay. So, um, not terrible. I'm probably farther be- farther below that. Like, my goal here was to just like not have like a shit show of a stage. <laughs> like, cause Collis, I had a couple of like twos and threes and fours. Ouch. Right, like I finished way at the bottom. I zeroed. I zeroed the long range at Collis. I'm trying to think which one that was. Oh, and I got a two on it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like stage two or three or something. Yeah, like that. I got a two on it. Um, I got two on that. Uh, you shoot it in the afternoon. Always. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I never get that draw, Shannon K. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> we both know he's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. It's. I don't know why he does it, but. So I no I zeroed it I'm sorry because there it was the it was the the MOA or sub MOA targets at long range it's one two it's two four six eight ten so it was, yeah so that was yeah. the one MOA circles uh, six seven and eight and, and then, then seven and six and then seven and six you yeah. did it at the gap grind too so if you take my score at the gap grind on that stage and you add it to the score at Collis on that stage. You would get a zero. Nice, well uh, played. Yeah, and uh, that's well that's what I got on it. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, so, uh, and then he, then he says, "Not my, it's not my problem. You suck at shooting." I said, "Yes, it is. It is your fault. It's totally your fault <laughs> when you put tiny, tiny little targets out there. Um, I mean, they're hittable, obviously, but not very hittable. When four people clean it in the match, yeah, of course they're hittable. Um, yeah, that's just double tough." So, you've got you. You've talked about your equipment. You talked about your overall goals um, for shooting. What is on uh, the agenda the rest of the season? There's, we're in July, finales in November. What else are you going to? Uh, Alabama Precision is a natural. I will definitely be there. Uh, I've got Alabama one day next weekend. K and M one day the following weekend. I I want to shoot the Magnolia Meltdown if there's any space left. Uh, and if there is, work's got me probably probably traveling okay. uh, for three weeks. And if I'm traveling, that damn lawn care business, man. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, and if I can't ma- if I can't make if if I can make that, I will go shoot that match. I will be shooting the gap grind. I want to shoot the MPA match. Any uh, any time the GCP guys go and shoot, I try to shoot. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't get. Uh, it's hard for you to get down there yeah. to shoot because I mean. It's eight hours to Rick's from my place, and you're f- five to six hours from me. That's right. So, I mean, yeah, that's tough. and that's and it's and it's and that's a one day. Yeah, and uh, it's not like they don't have the facility to hold the two day. Exactly. Uh, I do know that they're uh, running the. Um, they're going to be doing the southeastern finale down there next year. Nice. And I'm going to be doing. Yeah, at GCP. Yep. 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 I'll be making the awards for that. Oh, nice. And for his two day. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about your little oh, your little wait, side wait. hustle. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll be at uh, Gap Grind, um, hopefully MPA. I'm gonna try to shoot every match that that Corey and Rick shoot for the rest of the year. Okay. Except the Rumble, I can't get in. If there's anybody out there that wants to sell a spot, just reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to get in that match. Uh, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Uh, but I, Gap Grind, I said that uh, I will not shoot the finale even if I qualify. Uh, I just got a lot going on this year, uh, and then um, that's pretty much it for the year. Okay. But so yeah, woodworking, uh, side hustle. Um, so I started off doing um, uh, reloading blocks, which did very, very well. Um, but 
It's just the the uh, the the cost of wood in return for what you get. Right. Sure, it's I mean sure it's nice, but I mean who's going to pay three hundred dollars for a walnut block of wood? Right. Um, that you know I, I you know John Kyle we go back kind of goes full circle back to John Kyle's he you know his attitude towards people who don't want to shoot his product. Right. You know he he sure he wants. He wants you to shoot his product. That's a business. Yeah. It's he, he wants to get his product in the hand of every shooter that he exactly. can. Exactly. But at the same time, if you if you go to him and say, I'm just going to move to MDT or I'm going to go shoot a Manners, he's not going to get mad at you. Mm-hmm. Sure, he wants you to shoot his product, but he's not going to fight you to stay. Right. You know what I mean? But, and I learned that from him is, you know, you come to me and you want a, you want a reloading block. Okay. Well, if I make you a 223 reloading block or I make you a 308 reloading block, it's still the same amount of wood, it's still the same amount of time, and it's still the same amount of process and the yep. amount of waste um, in, the, in the reloading block itself. So when I charge you the same price, whether it's a 223 or a, five, a 308, yeah. um, and then I had a guy like hang up on me, I, mean, I can make that myself. Okay. okay. Well, let me know if you need some help. You know, if, you know, yeah. Let me know what you want. I'll be glad to help. Um, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to lower my prices because it's it's not a, it's not me trying to get as much money as I can. Yeah. It's I can't afford to just give away product. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And and a lot of people and I you know there's a lot of people take advantage of people in this sport and I hate to see that. Yeah. Uh, but I've never but I've never been one to 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 try to do that. And uh, you know another thing that uh, that John Kyle does is he doesn't he doesn't discount his product to sell blemish. Some people call them blims. Yeah. Uh, you know, he doesn't discount for blims. I would rather give you a blim right. than to sell it to you cheaper. And a blim is something like it, in the machining process where, like, it got chipped, chipped or scuffed or it's got, like, a, a tool mark in it or something like that. And if I buff that out or sand that out, it's just going to take away from the product. Yep. I would rather give it to you yeah. than to sell it to you. Because what someone, someone may not notice that blim or somebody may not notice that crack. And they see it. They, they you have it. Well, you, how much you pay for that? I, I, only, I, I paid hundred bucks for it. Okay. Well, right. they call me. It's like, hey, can I get the same thing for hundred bucks? Yeah. Well, no, not really, because I don't want to cheapen my product. Yeah. You know. Um, That's a fair point. And uh, so I, I don't give away a lot of stuff um, like that, blends and stuff. Uh, I usually keep those for myself, uh, and you guys get all the good stuff. Right, uh, but uh, but I but I've kind of I more or less moved on from uh, reloading blocks. If someone wants one, you know, contact me. I'll make one for you. Yeah, uh, they are about two fifty to three hundred dollars. It's a it's a two hundred to three hundred count reloading block. They are they are two hundred three hundred dollars. It's just because of the wood and time it takes. Yeah, I don't make them out of pine or cedar. I make them out of high quality uh, black walnut and maple. Um, you know, are you doing wood. it by hand or is it CNC? It is CNC machine. Yeah, uh, but it's all finished by hand. Engraving everything, um, I do that all myself. Um, but I've kind of gotten into these flags here recently. Um, uh, yeah, and they look they look bitching. I appreciate. It. Thank I've you. I've seen them on a couple of the prize tables, and I'm there's, like, there's one on the prize table here. Yeah. Uh, there's also one that uh, that uh, Billy Don bought from me for the clubhouse. Okay. Uh, it's going to go on the wall. It's about a five foot flag. Wow. Yeah, it's it's I, it's the biggest one I've ever made. Uh, there's a flag on the on the table, it's about four foot by two feet, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cert on the table as well. Okay. So if anybody picks up that cert, it's uh, $350 towards uh, a flag of your choice. That includes shipping. You can pay the difference in uh, getting a bigger flag. Okay. Um, or a more customized flag. Nice. So the 350 is the flat flag uh, with no wave in it, but it still has the burn on the side and all that stuff. And then uh, if you want the wave in the flag, that's kind of where the money comes in. Yeah. Because it does take about four hours to do that process. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that machine head's going, traveling up and down. It's going slower. and Exactly. Uh, yeah. Trying to prevent tear out and, you know, less sanding on my part. Yeah. Um, but while that's running, I'm, I'm cutting other pieces of wood to make the frame. You know, the yeah. frame, I make the frame by hand. Um, I do all the painting by hand. I do all the burning by or the, the letter burning is done with the machine. But when you get that char, that uh, shoshigabon, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is, it's a Japanese woodworking technique okay. that's used to, uh, to prevent warping, prevent insects and stuff. Uh, I do that technique on the, on the frame and sometimes on the flag itself. That's all done by hand. Wow. Uh, so the, the CNC does do the leg of the work, but uh, the equal amount of work is done by hand. And you're not just doing, like, 
the reloading blocks, and then these flags. You're also doing like custom pieces for like retirement, yeah. shadow box going away, yep. things like that. Yeah, as right well. now Shannon K's got me. Uh, we're talking right now about doing a, a shadow box for him. Okay. You know he's he's got all this stuff that he's got over oh, yeah. military career. Uh, if you've ever been in his his uh, class, there's a there's his desk and the right in front of his desk. He's got this giant picture on the wall. He wants to replace that wall with a shadow box. Okay. And he's already ordered all the stuff. We're working on that. He's got to lay it out. I'm gonna pick it up. So he's going fishing in uh, the K&M match. He won't be there. He's, he's going fishing. But I'm gonna be. I gotta pick up all that stuff. Okay. We're gonna start working on that, getting that ready. Uh, but yeah, I did. I did two going away uh, plaques for some guys, some Rangers. Okay. Um, my buddy uh, Akil. He said that they they cried when they got them. I don't believe them until I see the pictures. Uh, oh, you <laughs> you did some for some of Akil's buddies. Yeah. Nice. It's a vertical. I'll show you a picture. It's a vertical flag, and um, it, the, the flag hangs vertical, so the 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 union's on the left, right? And it's kind of it's kind of tattered off, slanting from the right to the left. Got three pictures on the bottom of the guys uh, that it goes to, and then it's got the big ranger patch on there, uh, and then some scripture down below it. Nice. Yeah. That sounds super dope. Jump wings and I'm not a scuba bubble. Jump wings and something else on there as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're pretty badass. I like. Nice. Them. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. So. How does someone, in, like, here's this, somehow, get in contact with you to get something like this ordered up? So uh, if we have common friends on Facebook, just look me up on Facebook, Joseph Hargrave, or, uh, and uh, as long as we have somebody in common, you can request my friendship. I just have everything locked down. Um, uh, Makes can, sense. You can reach out on Facebook. Uh, you can reach out on uh, Instagram, same way. Um, you can send me a text message, 256-508-3829. Um, you know, if you're not in my phone books, don't expect me to pick up the phone. Right. Because it doesn't ring if you're not in my, in my contacts. But if you're in my contacts, I will answer. If not, just leave me a message. Okay. Um, I don't do a lot of advertising uh, just because it is a si side hustle. Yeah. Uh, and I think that if it really took off, I wouldn't have time to do that and my day job. Yeah. So, uh you know, everything I make is made to order, so I don't have these things sitting on the shelf. So, yeah. So, you know, I, 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 physically I can do them in a day and a half, but likely it's more like two weeks. Okay. Two to three weeks out. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad time frame. Like, yeah. that's – honestly, that's somewhat faster than, like, some, like, trophy shops when you go, like, oh, I need a, a nameplate or a plaque made for XYZ. They're like, oh, it's, like, four weeks. Be like – <laughs> okay. So right now I've got I've got two on the books right now to do that I haven't started. One for another one of Akil's friends, and then another one I've got for somebody else. And I'm sure the one that that's coming from this cert will, will come up as well. Yeah. Um, and most of the time I do the work on the weekends, uh, but I can do it during the week and stuff. But it, it's it all depends on what you want, and you know I don't I don't charge you extra. I don't charge you extra to to to, to get you ahead of the list or anything. You know, you call me and you need it for something, you know, next week. I'll just get it done. You know, right. I'm not going to I'm not going to rush charge you or anything. It's just right. what I have time to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the same attitude. Like, man, if I just can't meet your deadline, it's it is what it is. It's yeah. nothing personal. Yeah. Um, but uh, but if I can reach your deadline, make your deadline, then we'll definitely get it squared away. 100 percent. Cool, man. Is there any last minute uh, last minute shout outs you want to you want to throw out there? Um, I know you already covered your your sponsors, but. You know, you said Ryan kind of got you into this sport, and then yep. you got a bunch of people that take care of you. Any any parting shots or words of wisdom for um, the audience? Because you're probably we're at about an hour, so you're probably going to get your own episode. Oh, sweet, nice. <laughs> so uh, I guess um, not uh, not really. I so said the, the only the only guy who doesn't get enough attention, I think, really deserves it is Chad Kimbrell. He's not on okay. Facebook. He's not on social media. If you ever see the SNK truck out there, you know it's him. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see him running around with selling heart barrels. Yep. You know he's the one who's really pushed heart barrels in the sport. I think he doesn't get a, he doesn't get the attention and and the respect that he deserves for what he's done for the sport. He's done a lot. So I 100% agree. So um, I was building my uh, one of my rifles. I think it was my 6.5. And I met him at a match, and I was ROing. And I was like, hey, you know, how are you doing, X, Y, Z? And he's like, why aren't you shooting? I was like, well, I got a 308, but I'm building a 6.5. I got pretty much everything. I'm just waiting on it, waiting to get a stock, X, Y, Z. He's like, here's my number. Hit me up. So he ended up shipping me a uh, MC3. Mm -hmm. 
stock, and taped inside of it was a diamond. Nice. Didn't say anything about it. And he's like, saw him at the next match, and he's like, get the stock. And I was like, <laughs> I got more than stock. He's like, cool, man. Good luck. <laughs> Still got it. Well, people don't know about Shad. Shad and I started the sport together. We, st we started in the sport. We started the sport together. We started the sport together. We shot our, I, shot my, I met him at the F-Class match, mm -hmm. and then we shot my first match together. It was actually my, the, the match anniversary was here recently. And uh, we try to shoot together. We, we, we don't shoot together as much as we used to, but we always see each other. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like I just talked to you yesterday. Yep. You know, he is truly one of my best friends. Um, he, but, he, but what people don't know about Shad is when he first started this sport, he was very quiet, docile, and didn't talk to anyone. Right. And I like to think I had the effect on people that you're either going to talk to me or you ain't going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you can be abrasive, but it's a loving ab ab abrasiveness. It's a, it, I do it with a, with a great deal of love. Uh, but he, uh, but I, kinda, I feel like I brought that out in him. Because now he'll talk to anyone, he'll do anything, he'll, he'll go out. But he's still he's still a very very southern born, very stand up man, yep. very straightforward, very you know you know he's gonna be a blunt. He's yep. not he's not a he does not beat around the bush. He's on a low uh, low sugar intake. He doesn't yes, sugarcoat that anything. Is correct. But uh, but he is uh, he is by far one of my best friends. Awesome. Sweet, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. We've, like, talked about you coming on, like, three or four matches now, and, like, it just hasn't lined up. And we're waiting for fajitas, so it worked out perfectly. That's right. Well, if I ever win a match, we'll do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's always tomorrow. There's <laughs> if, everybody, if, everybody, if everyone shits the bed. If there's a tornado and, like, everybody <laughs> leaves. I got to I get Rudisil and, 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 and uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Have all, get all, just get all drunk. Yeah, have scores been posted? I hope not. Yeah. Oh, if they did, I hope my wife hasn't seen them. <laughs> you spent a lot of money to come in dead last. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that spot's taken for me. Thank you. <laughs> that hurts a lot. <laughs> awesome, brother. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Whatever I can do.